0: Hey Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is The Zwiftcast, coming up on this episode. Finally, enfin and at last, Zwifters get what they've been asking for for years. Another session without exiting the game. Zwift roll out another big change to the game, but you may not even notice it. We explain. Two heavy hitters join Zwift's board. What do their backgrounds tell us about where the platform might be going? And Zwift transparency is no more. The weigh-in portal for racers has always been a fraction contentious. Are we better with or without? So not only is we're tweaking our virtual pelotons as they change something called pack dynamics, I prefer to call it blob behavior. It's quite significant, this, and we'll be taking a good look at it later in the episode. But also, we finally get what we've been after for years. It's been near the top of the feature request list almost since Jarvis, and out of nowhere, it arrived. The ability to do something else, four big words here, without exiting the game. And it's come to us not part of the normal game client update process. And that that alone is quite big news. So with that and lots more Zwifty chat and gossip, it's going to be a packed episode with, of course, our regular crew, both of whom are in place and poised. Shane Miller, our favourite Aussie. G'day, mate.
1: I'm going to have to apologize for any unintended sound effects in this episode. I'm suffering from a nice case of daycare gastro.
0: I think we'll spare the listeners. Um, uh, but it's like the more tasteful matters. You got chicked. You got chicked <laughs> good and proper by your wife. Now, before I ask you to explain, I'll just let the listeners hear your reaction.
1: <laughs> That's not fair. That is not fair. <laughs> That's not
0: fair. That is not fair. Do you know what, Shane? life's not fair. <laughs> life's not fair but i think in this case we are going to let you off so quick explanation
1: uh, yeah look von pulled some strings over at specialized and scored a Lona gravel e-bike for a few weeks so i, I challenged it to a race up what i would call the real life radio tower climb so i did the quick math it was a 250 watt e-bike von can do about 200 watts you know going pretty hard and it's only a few minutes of climb so i'm like okay let's race i think i've got you and I was absolutely obliterated. So I encourage people to go over there and watch the video, if not for me being beaten, just for how close that climb really models. The, the Watopia radio tower, it's really, really close. Like the way it bends around, the gradient's about 15%. But, uh, yeah, let's not speak about that result. She actually turned around at the top, came back down, and rode the rest of the lap with me. She
0: was that far ahead. <laughs> Gravel. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've got a gravelly bike. They are a ton of fun.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also a ton of weight let's not forget that I, yeah, yeah, my, no, my, my pure roadiness can't lift that thing my arms just oh, yeah. t- so lucky we've got von here to carry the thing around when we need to yeah
0: yeah Mine's no, <laughs> about 20 kilos they are not they are not a light <laughs> thing
1: uh nathan you know, go fast
0: yo dude i mean i know you already come with a built-in battery giga gorilla Guerra, as you're known to your very closest friends uh, but would you I mean, e-mountain bikes, they're super super popular. And, uh, you know, I I hear they're a ton of fun too. Would you? Would you ever?
2: Every time I get on... something that i don't have to like physically exert myself very much for i just get really bored yeah i get so bored like i'm not kidding like i go out and ride around on on snowmobiles and like i'm like yay fun for like five minutes and i'm like now what yeah i'm like i'm I'm not even powering this thing you know so i think there's like five dudes on these things taking my koms right down the road so (laughs) i am not okay with that happening that's for sure there's a loop i'm like really dude like really dude
0: yeah i know no there is there is some tension there oh i i i am I'm, I'm a convert i mean not 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 to to using them the whole time i they, they are a tool in the armory you know they are one of my many bikes and uh i would only say this to to somebody who's not tried riding a new bike just try riding it because they are such fun anyway enough of that let's talk swifty things It's kind of lucky you got sick, Shane, because literally, literally, as we'd been scheduled to record at 95, I checked my inbox and within it was hot news. The subject line was new feature alerts. And I quote, if one session isn't enough, the return to home feature will allow you to jump straight into your next activity or stop your current activity, discard it and start your next one. With those four magic words at the end of that sentence without exiting the game. Well, whatever next, boys. Surely personal pacer bots can only be days away. Uh, Okay, quick reaction to this, to the advent of this much, much requested feature, Shane
1: finally finally it's what everyone has been asking for but why the hell do they leave it off the release notes for this this oh, yeah, uh yeah. this month i was going to cover the release notes uh here's what's changed the biggest news isn't even on the release notes anyhow we have the news now a day after the update came through which is super super cool so i guess if you want to switch between pay spots you can do that easily if you want to switch between worlds you can do that easily much much better i think this news is only like flashbang news anyway it's interesting but tomorrow we'll forget about it because it always should have been, there, been there from yeah. day one.
0: Yeah. And yeah. yeah. uh, Nathan, I think probably one of the most popular use cases for this is warming up for races.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, there's a, a also the ability to get to the front of a pen, I think for races as well as um, for larger events too, because you can, if you didn't know, get, toward the front end of a pen in a three, 4,000 person event. If there's a really big event you're going into, as soon as it opens up, jump into the pen. Mm. But then a lot of people would have to restart the game to go ride around still if they wanted to, or you just sit there and pedal. Well, now Mm. you can just go, (laughs) <laughs> go back to the menu and go ride wherever the heck you want until your events you take your start. ticket at
1: the front and then go for a ride yep yep exactly that's so yeah,
2: yeah warming up is so much easier now to get your you know go get your spot leave your bike there but you go take your bike <laughs> over <laughs> around so yeah it's nice
0: uh, that's a use case i hadn't thought of actually that's very clever that's that's why you're on the zwift nathan <laughs> <laughs> Because you think of these things. Well, if it was possible that this could be more exciting, one thing that was said alongside it may qualify. This update was not delivered by the game client. That is the, the usual method. It was done by some other form of a witchcraft. But that could be really very big indeed, because it suggests, and may the good lord preserve us, it suggests things might be a little more agile in the future. May I even venture to dare to hope even a little quicker? Uh, Shane, do you think... I mean, I don't know how they did deliver this. Presumably it's somewhere it's it's buried deep within the code and somebody with a big red button says, we'll turn this bit of the code on, I I guess. But uh, it, it just it enables them to try things and maybe even segment those things. So only people with, well, I don't know, say the trombike. bike... Uh, <laughs> you know,
1: eight minutes thirty-nine. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a and, and self-inflicted. That oh. make you notice. Yes. So the only people, <laughs> say above level forty-five, uh, could um, could participate in a thing. Do you think? I mean, do you think they might do that?
1: I don't believe in magic. I believe in science. So I'm not sure there's too much in this. Uh, This could be very similar to how they roll out things like the April Fools and the, um, what else do we have? The Halloween specials and also the event-specific resources that only turn on at a certain time. They may have added something to turn something on at a certain user ID level, maybe? Or as you said, the the event level, um, sorry, game level that you're in with the XP um not quite sure, but I'd love to know more about it. If they're moving towards a more dynamic and more agile way to develop and deploy things, I'm all for it. Let's see what comes uh, next, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at moments of great significance like this, it is traditional that we uh, we invoke the presence of Swift Insiders, Eric Slanger. So let's just get a few words from Eric on uh, reaction to this very big news indeed.
3: There is much rejoicing among the badge hunters. For sure, those early routes, if you're starting off with the easy ones, some of those routes only take 15 minutes and having to sign out and spend five minutes Re- restarting Zwift on your PC, it's its enough to drive you batty. So yes, I think especially badge hunters will be happy. I'd, I think
0: the other thing that it will achieve, you know, it just removes one of those sticks to beat Zwift with. If we're honest, this winter, not amongst, again, the whole Zwift population, but amongst, you know, a portion of the Zwift population, there have been a number of sticks available to pick up and beat Zwift with. This 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 removes that stick.
3: Yeah, it does. It's one of those, those low hanging fruit things that, you know, if I was like a, if, if I was one of the new hires in, in leading the development team, I would say, guys, here's, here's a few things we need to just get off the list really quickly. Let's, let's remove, let's remove those sticks.
0: Yeah, Totally agree. But do you actually think it will be very, very widely used? Or do you think it's more likely just to be used by those folk who've been screaming about it for years and years?
3: <laughs> I don't think it will be used a ton. It's one of those features that you, you don't really care about except on the, the odd time when you need it. And then it's really annoying. Maybe you'll see a lot more people who end an event and then pop out back to the home page and and pick where they need to go. I suppose that might be popular, actually, the more I
0: think about it. Excellent, thank you, Eric. We will return to you uh, later in the episode to talk about lots more, because it's a packed episode. It removes a, a a predictable, consistent, and frequent source of whinging. People, people can no <laughs> longer whinge <laughs> about this. They, you know, that excuse to whinge has gone. Uh, so, uh, well done, Swift, we're pleased. Okay, well, later in the episode, I have a longer chat with Wes Salmon, senior games guy at Zwift, about the changes to pack dynamics or blob behavior, as I much prefer to call it. But whilst I had him and had him on the subject, I quizzed Wes about Sticky Draft. This is something that's been in Zwift as long as there's been Zwift. And as we will discover, it is there for a reason. But it can also be a thing that some Zwifters sometimes find annoying.
4: Well, to be clear, Sticky Draft is is a purposeful feature. Like I, I use the word draft lock because that's what we call it internally. Um, and, and it's there for a, a very specific reason. Uh, and it's it's hard to decouple that reason from use cases where sticky draft or draft lock may not be exactly what the user wanted. Uh, and, and this is where we have the struggle of, we are predicting positions of bikes, but we're also assuming rider intention sometimes. Uh, and sometimes we we can't get it right uh, because we just don't have enough information about what the writer
0: really meant to do. Yeah. In other words, sometimes you're you're very grateful for the sticky draft, and that you know a yeah exactly a, a cure for what? for the tiny use case that could be worse could could worsen things overall. Is that is that the point?
4: Yeah. Imagine the team time trial team that is getting really good at leveraging draft lock to get that perfect pace line, no longer having that ability and having to really manage their their speed by soft pedaling because again we don't have brakes so how do you actually get in that perfect position behind someone's wheel right now the only way to do it is to rely on draft lock and and learn the the nuance and the finesse of of getting into a draft lock situation yeah. but at the same time when it pops you into someone's back wheel and you really wanted to pass them it is super frustrating
0: yeah 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 no i can see that actually that's a good explanation I, I, you know maybe when people say cure the sticky draft they they don't think of the benefits of draft lock, as you call it. So, so that yeah. yeah, no, that is that is very interesting. Of course, if we had super sophisticated steering, you could just nip out from behind the wheel and catch the wind like you do in real life, and you'd slow down. But
4: yeah, and people already do that today with, with the steering devices that we support. Um, and it's nice for free rides, especially like if you're coming up on a rider where you're like, I've ridden with long enough to know that we're riding almost the same speed, and you know, I'm going to get sucked into this person's wheel and, and get sticky draft. Um, they can just you know. Pop over a couple slots left or right, and they won't be in that sticky draft situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but again, most people don't have steering, so that's not necessarily
0: a fix. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But 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 you know, uh, uh, I asked a question, and actually, that that is a really interesting answer, and I'm sure people will be interested in that. The the whole reason sticky draft is is still in the game is because it's called something different at uh, HQ. It's called draft lock, and it's like. It needs to be there. Without it, the game wouldn't work very well. So I guess it's always going to be there, Shane, absent probably universal, very precise steering, because it will always be impossible for Zwift to accurately guess rider intention 100% of the time. So it sounds to me like we're stuck with sticky draft, or draft locks, as West cause it, forever, because without it, the game would be unplayable
1: hmm it is a tough one but i'm glad we had that explanation because it gives a lot more context around why it's happening why it's there and why they haven't fixed it because it doesn't need fixing it's just a part of the game and it makes sense um, the way Wes described it so that was really good um i haven't encountered it a lot um but when you do when you when you're going i think it was ventop i was climbing up so you're slogging away for over an hour and you just slowly creep up behind somebody and then you can't overtake them because you're on the limit, but they're also on their limit and you just can't get that... It's like, oh, just let me... The the steering does help with that a lot. Um, And uh, how it looks for packs and things like that. um, mm, mm, Interesting stuff, but I'm glad we got the good explanation there from Wes.
0: It was a good explanation. I mean, I wonder whether it could be finessed. You know, always. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) they could be like, you just need two less... Two more watts to get past rather than at the mm-hmm, moment mm-hmm. Like 10 or
2: 20. i mean the reality of the way zwift would work if you didn't have something along these lines if you really think about it would would be no interaction you wouldn't interact with other avatars really at all i mean what else are you gonna really do now other than well if you're going to try and draft behind an avatar your avatar moves to behind this avatar and how do we figure that out well by how hard you're pedaling how many watts you're putting out compared to the avatar that's in front of you so i think that there's definitely finessing and how is it impacting your intention that you know other rider's intention and your intention and that getting the right mixture there is is that's the, the that's the magic number you know that we have to find so um, and you're never going to please everybody though, too. There's that, you know, if someone's going to get mad that you can't get around a wheel. Well, I get mad in real life when I can't get around a wheel as well. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Shane made a great point, which is that, you know, the, the time that Sticky Draft is really annoying is when you're on your limit mm. and, and that makes it like extra annoying because you've got no more to give. And it's like, why is this person in my way? <laughs> when I can't it, you're when just I mad can't at yourself.
2: You're not so. mad at the Sticky Draft. You're mad at your inability to train. You're mad at that interval you didn't do.
1: Right
2: on.
0: Moving on here. Um, a PSA here, listeners. We're setting foot once more into the territory of wild speculation, and we like to do that. But this is something that more sleuthing from Ray Maker had turned up in the last few days, and that is what the first products from Swift's hardware division may be. Actually, we're no nearer knowing what they might be, but we might be a bit nearer knowing how many those first products may number, and and in the words of De La Soul, three is the magic number. The exact words, again contained in a Zwift job spec, were, quotes we are now expanding and in the process of launching three at home fitness products that Zwift will manufacture and deliver directly to customers all over the world. Now, three products, that's exciting, obviously. uh, We'll issue our wish wish list for those in just a moment or two. But also, uh, will manufacture and deliver directly to customers? I mean, that's almost as significant, actually. Swift is obviously planning to up its retail game, uh, and that might tie in with the announcement of a retail expert to the board. This is another piece of news, a recent announcement, Celeste Burgoyne of Lululemon. Uh, More on that later in the app. But first... Three products. Well, one is a Zwift bike. I mean, that's more or less nailed on. Eric Min's more or less said that. So the other two, a mid market and a cheaper Swift bike. Mm, not sure I see that personally, Shane. If we know one is a Swift bike, guesses on the other two. I'm getting in early here and saying I wouldn't rule out a steering device. But where do you, th- you know, what do you think the other two might be?
1: Hmm. I would call a steering device an accessory, not really a a product in itself. So we have the smart bike, which I'm hoping is going to have all the bells and whistles. There has to be a direct drive trainer because that's what Zwift is built on at the moment. Millions and millions, well, hundreds of thousands um, of direct drive smart trainers out there. So the third one, now that sort of dangles into, would they do a power meter but it's an at-home fitness and a power meter is everywhere. Power meters are hard and it's a, yeah, it's a flooded market almost already with power meters out there. And uh, so I don't think it'll be a power meter. I'm going with a treadmill over a, uh, a lower over a lower spec direct drive trainer. So rather than have two direct drive trainers, a lot of companies do, actually most companies do a, a high-end direct drive trainer and an entry-level direct drive trainer or even a wheel-on trainer, I think it'll be a treadmill. If uh, Zwift looking towards Peloton and the Peloton model, and the investors want to rub their hands saying yep we've got the same it's going to have to be a treadmill
0: very very interesting thoughts eric welcome back again if you if you had a magic wand uh, and you could breeze into uh, Zwift Hardware HQ tomorrow and say, this is what I would like you you to make for me. Well, what would that be? I'm gonna go with pretty boring answers
3: and that would be two new trainers. And what, what I'd like to see Zwift do is first create a budget wheel-on trainer that hits a, a really low price point but works well. Right now, the only Really the only decent wheel on trainers are five hundred dollars. And that to me seems like a silly high price considering considering how basic the trainers are. If you could get a wheel on trainer for like three hundred bucks, three hundred and fifty bucks, I think that would be I, I think that would help a lot of the the newslifters who have hopped on with classic trainers because of budget constraints. And getting them to that that interactive trainer phase, which I think is so important. For a a good Zwift experience.
0: But I guess that the strategy that would have to be done there, and I I can see I can see why that's a really good idea, because it just removes or doesn't remove, but significantly lowers a barrier to entry to to the Zwift universe. But one assumes that if that was possible, then other 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 manufacturers might have done it. So if Zwift were to do that, then they would effectively be subsidizing the hardware to, uh, to attract a subscription. When does the math on that start stacking up? That,
3: that's the question for the, the guys with, with much bigger brains than me as with, but, but I do think, I mean, that I, you, you know, they've calculated the value of a customer over there. Uh, and even just, you know, even just keeping a, a customer for a year, uh, I think it's worth a worth a lot especially as they start to expand what they're offering and you know selling stuff besides just a subscription uh you know, apparel and and these trainers and who knows what else there's there's a lot of options there
0: well i mean e- e- even if they were subsidizing to attract a a long-term customer then that's not an option that's currently available to them so that, that's a really 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 interesting choice give me your second
3: I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm in a budget mood today, so I would like to. I I would love to see Swift release a budget direct drive trainer like the, you know, kind of like the Elite Suito or the the Flux, where they're and you know, those are in like the $800 range. <clears throat> but if Swift could Swift could do something in the seven to eight hundred dollar range that's super easy to set up. It comes with a cassette if you want it, or you can order it without the cassette. Just make it super simple, make it reliable, and...
0: and make- yeah, another interesting choice, uh, kind of optimise the Zwift and just 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 that bit cheaper enough to make it attractive um, uh, to answer the question, which I, I think would be the one that w- I would have, which is why would I buy a trainer from Zwift when I can buy a trainer from Wahoo and Tax who I know make great trainers and have been making great trainers for a, a good number of years. But if it was 150 bucks cheaper, well, then that, that, that question... Could be easier to answer. Another good choice, Eric. Excellent choice. Yep. Okay. Thank you. We shall return to you shortly. Given Zwift's near obsession with eSports, let me just place – let me just dangle this vision before you, Nathan, and get a reaction to it. So, a racing-specific direct-drive trainer, hard-wired – with built-in scales
2: but it's like a race trainer like a super high-end race trainer yeah gotcha so
0: with with like stuff in that takes all of those nasties out of the whole racing piece like weight wait
2: so like you have so you have like so now we're gonna like have in when they're marketing it and you go into the zwift store you're like do i buy my z power trainer or do i buy the one where people don't yell at me like what (laughs) (laughs) like like, seriously do i buy the one where everyone questions what the hell i'm doing and what do you weigh and blah 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 blah? or do i buy the one like over here so essentially like that lets
0: me let's (laughs) lets me think i'm a better rider than i am yeah 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 well who knows i mean that 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 really i just made that up on the spot i have no I, idea I think, I
2: think that that's definitely a part of all this is having the controls in order to um really deliver uh racing experience to the community that's really transparent and able to everybody be on the same kind of equipment i mean i think that's a great um way to go two separate trainers for it rather than just making it the zwift trainer and here this can do everything for you you know like Uh, i got to weigh that one.
0: Built-in scales, Shane. I mean, could that work? You know, could you have a device in there that you cannot tamper with and as soon as you put your ass on the saddle, it says, yeah, you weigh 72.3 kilos, buddy boy.
1: Yes, but it will take two devices. You'll need one on the trainer itself, and you'll need one under the front wheel, which could also double as a steering device. And then you'll add those two values together, or you'll zero it once your bike is on. But the question is, do you weigh yourself? Uh, do you jump on the bike naked? Do you put your shoes on? What kind of photos do you post? Uh, we can't post as with transparency anymore, but more on that soon. Um, yeah, it's absolutely possible. Yes, it would take two devices, though, I would assume. Interesting. Interesting. Okay.
2: Would there be? I'm like thinking of all the ways that people could start like trying to mess with that. Like, is there ways that you could like? Haven't invented it yet. Don't break it. (laughs) Well, yeah, but like you know, you could like prop bars underneath your bike, slightly pulling it up a little bit more. You know, or like take bungee cords from the roof. Yeah, yeah, for sure. them to the ceiling. Yeah, strap bungee cords to the ceiling you know like and pull you up more i mean you could lose a good 10 kilos just
1: with bungee it's goals. a reverse rocker plate you could actually like, just hover in mid-air with your trainer so it actually it'll probably move better than a rocker oh, plate man,
2: get too intense <laughs> and like you see something with a new swifter caught
1: in mid-air sprinting <laughs> z bungee coming soon
0: don't give them ideas. <laughs> don't give them ideas. Okay, all right, let's uh let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know when we're going to see Swift hardware. I'm I'm kind of assuming maybe you're about this year. Who knows? Okay, let's move on. Uh, all right, blob behavior, uh, another big change to the game, but a change that's kind of big but not so visible, although we will get the esteemed views of Shane and Nathan on that in a moment or two, when we've heard from Wes Salmon, who can give us lots and lots and lots of really lovely detail about the refinements that have been made to Pack Dynamics. Let's actually start by kind of defining our terms. What do we mean by Pack Dynamics?
4: How all the riders around a particular rider behave. So if I'm one rider in a group of 20 other riders, those 19 other riders that I'm with will need to be predicted by my game client based on the data that it receives from the server about all of their different positions, their different changes in speed, their changes in power output, and the pack dynamics is all determined by the client. Previously, before the changes we most recently rolled out, a lot of the work that was done to make sure that packs were smooth were allowing for a lot of wiggle room for riders and information about riders. So if a rider is in uh, another part of the world and you are getting information about that rider, that information may not be as high fidelity as someone who's in your local town riding with you. And we didn't want that one rider across the world to jump all around on your screen and just behave erratically. So we, we gave a lot of leeway
0: and we smoothed it out pretty regularly so in other words me uh, riding as the Zwift podcast as I do at the moment it's my machine that is predicting where all the other people in the pack might be around me and, and and that's basically using witchcraft and algorithms and stuff it's it's not actually getting the direct information of where that rider is in relation to me it's 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 sophisticated guesswork
4: yeah, and, and and if you think about how the game behaves, um, we have uh, frame rates uh, where most riders are riding like 20 or 30 or 40 frames per second, and each frame, your game client has to predict where everything else has moved to from frame to frame. But the server is only telling your game client about the real information about all the riders around you, um, uh, maybe five ten times a second. So there's, there's a gap. So the prediction I'm talking about isn't a significant amount of time. The prediction I'm talking about is that time between server updates where the server says, hey, Wes, Simon's bike is here. He's doing this speed uh, and he's doing uh, this power. Uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to you in 100 milliseconds. Uh, that, that's the server talking to me. And then 100 milliseconds later, the server says, hey, Wes, Simon's here, his bike is here, uh, his speed is this and his power is this. That 100 milliseconds, uh, I may have had it to a render you know, 40, 50, 60, 80 frames, depending on the quality of your machine. And the game client needs to predict all of that gap. And that's the prediction I'm
0: talking about. So Pack Dynamics are based on a whole series of very rapid calculations and some concrete information from the server. So which bit of it have you improved and what's been the effect? So the the changes we made specifically for this release was to improve
4: the information the server is sending to each client Uh, like i said before the the amount of wiggle room we allowed for high latency connections was being applied to pretty much everything around you so if there is a situation where some rider they had a a machine that was lower end and had a very low frame rate and and we have a lot of riders that are running at a really low frame rate like less than 10 frames per second sometimes Um, if that rider could not update their information to the server fast enough or did it in an out of order way or with a a way that the timestamps didn't make sense, then the server would see that data and send it to the clients. And the clients would say, wait a minute, this data doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So instead, we're gonna basically say, okay, we're gonna keep predicting where this rider is going forward so that it stays smooth. So visually that rider doesn't pop in, pop out, zigzag, do all kinds of weird stuff. The work that we did to um, predict out further to compensate for these types of uh, situations, we've reduced significantly. We'll more aggressively move that rider to the right position, but it, do it in a smooth way. So there no longer will somebody like kind of surge to the front and get out in front of the pack. And you're like, how is that person breaking away? They're not putting out power. And then that person would snap back into the group like three seconds later. Hopefully that person would have never pulled away in the first place because the new system is gonna be holding them into a, a position that makes more sense based on the data we have. right now. Before this patch, we had a bit of a washing machine effect, where riders would kind of move in and out in a weird way. And like, if you were to see this on TV, out of the the you know out of your periphery, you wouldn't think it was a bike race because it was behaving weird. Like, bike races have a really school of fish feel to them, where everything is kind of in sequence and nobody's talking about it; it just happens. We're, we're going for that type of a, a behavior, um, and it's the artistic
0: style of how Zwift packs work, and we're trying to improve that. So, in answer to the question, what will Zwifters have noticed? The answer probably is not not much, because things are more like they should be. Yes. Hopefully, if if we did our job well, they will notice
4: very little in change. They will just feel like it feels better or more natural. Yeah. Out of all the things you could have done, Wes, why choose this one? This one has been a thorn in our side for a while. And again, I mentioned the artistic aspect of Zwift packs. And it's been one of those things where, you know, if you put... Uh, a bike race on tv that's a real race and it's the helicopter shot and you see it you know what a pack looks like our goal really is to get zwift to that level of like that identifiable aspect of how a group behaves as a group of cyclists the goal really is to make these packs something that people don't notice they just accept that this is normal this is this feels right so so that that was really the main motivation was to get the whole like this pack is behaving erratically out of the equation so people can focus on writing and spending time with their friends you know enjoying the scenery hitting their numbers and their workouts and not worrying about the fact that they're in a video game that has to do a lot of like you said black magic to figure out how things should be positioned on the
0: screen part aesthetics part experience shane now you're probably uh in between bouts visiting the smallest room in the house over the last 24 hours <laughs> you've probably not had a great deal of time on this yet but what have you observed or what would you predict would be the, um, the results of this change? Yeah, look,
1: I welcome a change like this. And as I've said before, cyclists are the biggest critique of other cyclists because we spend so much time behind other cyclists. We know how bikes move. We know how bums move. We know how legs move. We know how shoulders move and handlebars and everything like that. And if we're not on our bikes, we're watching bikes on television, which is exactly the same. We know how packs move. It's more of a, as Wes said, a sort of school of fish effect rather than the washing machine effect. That's what we're used to seeing. And as soon as you see something that's not quite right, you can identify that so fast, within milliseconds, faster than your computer can ping those. Swift server, so this is good. This is good. And what we saw in my test event that I ran through with uh, was the tour of Watopia or tour of Swift. uh, One of the events they enabled this for, Um, it just looked normal. So my visuals of that, I'm thinking, oh, here's what's changed. Oh kind Of looks like a bike ride, I guess, with a few people because it looks normal, there's nothing really much to describe. So, hopefully, that's what it's all about now with this rolled out across the board um, with a recent update. Uh, I haven't jumped into some Pacerbots rides yet, I'll be doing them in the next few hours, um, but I'm hoping it's exactly what we get and it just becomes the new normal,
0: yeah, yeah. A- Aesthetics, I mean, let's mention this word because uh, I mean, where's where's Festop? There, you know, um, a lot of this is. how it looks, you know, visually more appealing. And if you put those things together, it means Zwift will look better on TV as well as to to Zwifters looking around the pack um, when they're actually using the product. That's a good thing, I think. I mean, we're fans, as uh, Shane just said. We'd like to see Zwift looking as good as it can. But it does raise the question of uh, marketing needs i.e. looks good on TV, versus user experience improvements. I mean, in this case, it's a bit of both, so I guess everybody wins. But in a otherwise slightly slow season, despite its return to home, um, otherwise slow season for shiny new things, might we have seen things that more prioritized user experience over marketing needs nathan i can hear and see you straining at the leash i i I think you have views here
2: because okay the way things look are going to be how i interact with the game though too so there is that reality um i've had one experience with it in the most direct way though that you can when it comes to riding with a smaller bunch i did the eight-man ttt last night on out and back again Uh, Up front, I was like, this is awesome. Whoa. Like, I was really cool up front and got insanely frustrating for everyone to the point that we all just started yelling at each other. Actually, like the whole team imploded in frustration. And the ways the avatars were behaving around each other, I think it's like they turned the dial a certain way on a couple of things that were like, this isn't, that's not natural at all. I didn't expect that to happen at all. What? So, like, what it exposes in the ttt at least right now or in a group that's trying to work together well is people who do not know how to sit on a wheel it actually exposes a big time and so it, it was it was definitely interesting i'm i'm wondering after a few weeks after a few months maybe it might be a big learning curve if it will make things better for the for the ttt type situation or trying to draft situation but I don't know, on mass scale, though, I don't think people care that much about that. And it might be a pack dynamic that gets really frustrating.
0: Well, Wes, to be fair, did say that races are going to have to an extent relearn some skills that they thought they knew how to use. He did say that that was definitely anticipated and expected as a result of these these changes. Um, So I don't think that's gonna take them by surprise. I I think that is a feature, not a bug. Um, So that's gonna be interesting.
2: Positioning looks to be absolutely key. Casey Shum, you know, one of the longest time, you know, original team experimental guy. You know, I mean, long, long time racer. Been to a lot of live events, etc. Last night he was in my chat right after we finished the TTT, and he was like, "Wow, man, yeah, that is so different. I was set up perfectly in a sprint on Crit City just now. I used my Aero Power Up from like tenth wheel and went nowhere. Um, that's
0: very noticeable." Well, we just have to adapt, you know, adapt to a change. And in the end, you know, change is good. Uh, we've not probably all three of us have said, you know, we haven't had enough change recently. So, uh, so so change is good. And, and you know, I'll just leave, end this discussion on this one statistic. Only 25% of all Zwifters have done a, 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 a ridden in an event. So three out of four Zwifters have never, ever ridden in a pack, as far as we know. So, you know, three out of four competitors will, will, will literally couldn't give a fig.
2: Because, yeah, that's true. But then are, are a lot of these people using pacer bots? Are they jumping in with groups when they're out and about to, you know, and is that going to, you know, so ad hoc? And, and there'd probably be a, a difference there. And, and with the consistency of the pacer bot needing to hang on, I was hearing reports that it was harder to stay amongst the pacer bots amongst, you know, and this was just one thread I read last night off, you know, oh, hey, somebody's doing a ZVA type thing over here. So, you know, it was, it, but there was definitely reports that um, trying to hang on was more difficult amongst some of the Pacer bots.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on this. I mean, um, as as Rifters get used to it, and as it's, uh, I mean, it's already rolled out universally, but there will be, of course, you know, you get that thing where some people won't have updated, so their behavior might be under the old model and you might start to see some glitches as a, as a result of that. Uh, interesting one. We will keep a close eye on how it develops. Right, still to come on this episode, a closer look at the two new board members to join Zwift. These two are big hitters with very interesting backgrounds, and they might just provide a clue to what Zwift is planning. In the future, we'll be opening the speculation box again. But for now, let's concentrate on another new appointment at Swift. Many, many large companies now have to take very seriously the issues which occasionally explode out of the headlines and generate huge amounts of noise on social media and reflect the way the world is changing at quite a rate. I'm talking about the areas very broadly of diversity and equality. There's increasing demand from consumers for companies to take leadership roles in these areas and Swift, amongst many others, has taken notice with a senior appointment, let's find out more. Okay, and I pre Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast to Lisa Bourne, who's got a very impressive title in the area of diversity, equality, inclusion, and belonging, which I think, Lisa, we've agreed to call deep
5: We have, and that's actually diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging.
0: Okay, well, I'm not going to ask you to, to explain the difference between equity and equality, but uh, I will explain, uh, uh, ask you to explain what Deeb means to Zwift. I mean, what's the gig, Lisa? And, uh, you know, how are you going to achieve the things you want to achieve?
5: We are starting um, really from the ground up in terms of laying a foundation with our ultimate goal, you know, ensuring that diversity and inclusion is really top of mind in everything that we do. So we've got three main focus areas, uh, looking at the brand, our brand presence, our external representation, looking at our product. So that's with the end-to-end experience, you know, from the game, from our content, and then also looking internally. So the employee, our Watopian experience.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to pick up on that last point, actually, as a direct um, kind of follow on from the interview that I ran on the last episode with Rasambati, who's been very involved in the Black Celebration series and is, um, I think, probably fair to say, one of the few Black employees inside Swift. Now, his main point was that he doesn't expect much to change until you start seeing, he said, people like him in extremely senior positions. I mean, could you influence that, Lisa?
5: I hope so. And it's, it's a great point. I agree on some level. I agree that we absolutely need a more diverse um, senior team, more diversity on our board. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the, the leaders that we've got in, in place, they are absolutely committed, right, to increasing um, diversity and inclusion across the company. And so I think when you've got folks that have their hearts in the right place, hearts and minds in the right place um we will move forward but it takes time this is this is very long term work
0: these things are absolutely not built overnight um however there are there are certain maybe quick wins that could be achieved within within swift in the way that the game presents itself to the outside world i mean we've recently seen it seems almost a trivial point but actually it's not we've seen afro hairstyles for 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 blackshifters i mean do you not see some quick wins lisa that could be done in terms of depiction within the game
5: i do and that's definitely part of our strategy we actually have a new chief uh fairly new chief product officer who's come on board um oyc and definitely in partnering with him we're about to build an inclusion council where we'll have representatives from across the company including you know game design software engineering to ensure that we get Um, what we're calling inclusivity initiatives, you know, scoped onto the roadmap and executed. So representation matters. Um, The ability to see yourself represented in some space. So in this example, the game, um, if we think about cycling in general, right? To see yourself represented in the sport, um, see yourself represented in a profession, Right. It goes to the notion of opportunity and equity.
0: Lisa, let me ask you this one. Um, I was quite surprised recently when we got some information from an extremely good source. I forget what it was now, but I know it was legit that many, many, many more Zwifters than you might think are not actually American. I think it's the balance is something like 25% American, 75% rest of the world. Do you recognize that, particularly in your area, um, Deep may look and feel very, very different, for instance, to, I don't know, a Polish female riding in warsaw than it does from a socially aware zwifter riding in downtown california
5: absolutely diversity and inclusion really manifest itself differently across across the world um so for sure our our strategy for deed has a global focus um, just as an example you know the black celebration series was launched uh, in February, in you know conjunction with Black History Month here in the U.S., uh, but we you know recognize that Black History Month in the U.K. is I believe in October, uh, November, um, and so that series will will be year year round.
0: Whenever initiatives in this kind of area are taken by brands, there is pushback. Uh, There is pushback from users who say, I don't want my virtual cycling game to be, and I use the phrase or the word in inverted commas, political. I don't want that. I just want to pay my money and I want you to serve me up a video game and I don't want you messing about with all this stuff. And you do get that kind of pushback. How do you respond to that, Lisa?
5: I think it's a great question. Um... And it's, you know, in my heart, it makes me sad. Uh, But, you know, as being an empath and, and trying to put myself in the other person's shoes to try to understand that perspective, you know, what I say is, you know, this issue is not a political issue. This issue of inclusion goes to wanting to ensure that everyone feels like they have a voice and they feel like they belong. And how can you you argue with that?
0: Well, I don't think there'll be many Zwifters. I mean, you might hear the odd one, but I don't think there'll be many who would, uh, you know, strongly argue against the aims of the kinds of things that you're trying to achieve. And I, for one, would like to wish you the very, very best of luck in the position. And I'm I'm just gonna ping one final question at you, because I'm interested in this. Your area now, I mean, do you think that that has become something that corporations simply can no longer afford to ignore? Because their stakeholders say, we're not putting up with this kind of thing anymore. Do you you feel your area is approaching that kind of level now?
5: I do. I really do. Um, And we know that roles in in the deep space have really increased in the wake of George Floyd's murder, um, in the wake of the nationwide protest and Black Lives Matter. And so there was definitely a groundswell and a, and a call to action for, for, for companies um, to, to ensure they're focusing on 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 Deeb. Um, and so I think it is, the t- you know, the time is now.
0: I certainly wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. Thanks very much for coming on The Zwiftcast, Lisa.
5: Thank you for having me, Simon.
0: And two more new names to Zwift. Eric Min, the CEO, has recruited two new members of the board, and this pair have a glittering resumes. Patrick Pichette, like pretty much every one of the advisors to and investors in Zwift, is a Zwifter. He's a Canadian who now lives in London. Pichette studied at Oxford University before getting a job at McKinsey, the classic proving ground for corporate stars on the rise. He spent much of his career in North America where he was chief financial officer at Google for seven years between 2008 and 2015. Yep, he was in charge of the money, and much more actually, for Google as it grew to be one of the most powerful and profitable companies in human history. Then he did something weird, well doesn't actually seem weird to me, but it's weird on planet corporate. On a trip to Africa, he watched the dawn break as he and his wife stood on the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro, and he had a moment that led him, not long later, to quit. At the absolute peak of his power, he decided that he'd had enough, and that life offered a lot more than being one of the most important people in one of the most important companies in the world. He explained it in detail in his public resignation letter and that he'd reached the decision while riding his bike. Larry Page of Google called the letter a most unconventional leaving notice from a most unconventional CFO. For five years or so, Pichette travelled and spent money on his pet projects, mainly non profits, working in nature conservation and philanthropic projects. He's since returned partly to the world he left, and he's now in a senior chairmanship role at Twitter and an advisory board member of a number of startups, mainly in the biotech area. He also maintains his non profits roles. Right on! Uh, well, chaps, this is one interesting dude. I mean, any company in the world would be delighted, beyond delighted, I think, to have him advising them. And he chose Swift. Um, Eric, uh, welcome back again. I think it's really difficult to underestimate, or is it overestimate? I always get that wrong. But anyway, um, yeah, I think people will get my drift or, uh, when they hear the remainder of the question, which is, you know, th- the importance of the product itself in the process of attracting advisors and investors to Zwift.
3: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it's easy for us to complain. I think as, as long time Zwifters, we, we complain about slow development or features that we've been wanting for a long time. But I think really this last year has, you could say it's put Swift on the front of, of a paradigm shift in the cycling world. I mean, that's, it, maybe that sounds a bit extreme, but I don't think it is. I think, uh, I think it's been a massive move and any cyclist who's paying attention sees that and cyclists are passionate about about their sport and if you're in a place like like Patrick is where you could heavily influence the this industry mover and shaker like Swift uh, I think it'd be hard to stay away
1: it is the Xerox of indoor cycling. It definitely is. Oh, let's just forget Peloton for the moment, but absolutely. It's uh, it's the Kleenex of tissues. I've said it before. It's the Xerox of photocopying. It's the Zwifting of that's what you do indoors. Um, it's one of the biggest names, uh, aside from Peloton. Um, I couldn't find Patrick on uh, the Zwift app, the companion app. I was looking for the kilometers that he's done, but I could not find. So he's obviously Zwifting under a pseudonym. Um, what would be interesting is if he actually is on Peloton too, because I think so we have, to have a lot of eyes and a lot of focus towards the Peloton model. I wonder if they're coming with knowledge of how that all works as well. Hmm.
0: Well, you would think that these investors who are generally smart, hard-headed people would uh, would definitely keep a, a close eye on the opposition. So, um, who's to say they don't they don't have accounts on both? I'm sure. I'm sure they would. Uh, but Nathan, I sort of had to pinch myself when I when I heard about this. I mean, this guy's the former chief financial officer at Google, right? You know, I mean, they don't make many of them. Um, And Swift has come a long way in a short time.
2: Yeah, I I had the same exact reaction. was like, wait, did you just say Google? Twitter? Like, okay, wow, we're definitely in the same playing field now. If there's, You know, that's, uh, you know, and it goes right along with, you know, are you tweeting, you know, kind of a thing. Are you, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the same, Are you, the same space with that branding that you're talking about of like, are you Zwifting, you know? And so, yeah. um, you know, where are you, did you do a Google search? You know what I mean? Like that's the same kind of thing. So, I, I, and that's, it definitely um, makes me smile thinking of like, wow, you know they're probably what a ride and now where are we going from here
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean i mean there's all that stuff and i agree with both of you about the power about the power of the brand but the quality of the people that are now being attracted to the swift board is is something else i mean you know like you don't there aren't many and not uh, you know there have never been many chief financial officers of google uh of a company that has come to utterly dominates its sector. Um, Interesting, really interesting. As is the second appointment, Um, Patrick Pichette has definitely got experience of scaling companies up quickly. Uh, He was also involved in over 200 acquisitions that Google made. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. As is the second appointment... (laughs) Celeste Burgoyne is the president of Lululemon, the high-end athletic apparel retailer and also the owner of the Mirror at Home fitness product. More on that in a moment. There's another Canadian connection here in that the company is based in Vancouver and Burgoyne has spent almost 15 years there in a variety of roles. She has extensive retail experience over 25 years, including at Abercrombie & Fitch. Burgoyne lists road cycling as one of her interests and although we don't know for sure, we're pretty certain that living in Canada, she'll be a keen swifter. Now, the mirror. This is a very clever at-home fitness product. It's a slim sheet of glass that doubles as a mirror and a screen. Live fitness classes are streamed to the device and you can use it to mimic the moves the instructor is making. It's kind of like Peloton for yoga. That's probably not the most accurate description, but you get my drift. It's also Peloton-level pricing. The device itself is over 1,500 bucks, and monthly subs are another 42. The Mirror business was acquired by Lululemon in 2020 a retail expert eric i mean combine that with that line in the job spec about manufacture and deliver directly to customers and it's kind of hard to escape the conclusion that zwift is planning to up their retail game in quite a big way here's my concern simon
3: and i'm all, i'm sharing with this sharing this with you privately <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone else but i i have i have my doubts about Zwift's ability to to handle the logistics necessary in order to to bring these products to market and and deliver them worldwide. Um, And and here is why I have these doubts, Simon, because I have been waiting for months now for them to get large socks in stock. (laughs) And they still are not in stock. I checked today. It's a travesty. And if they can't do socks...
0: Can they do a smart bike? Uh, I could see how that would be very upsetting. This will
1: be very interesting. Um, Doing this in one country, say the US, is one thing. Doing it out of Europe, maybe another. Doing it in the UK only is another. Doing it globally, direct-to-consumer, that's a massive, massive uh, take on. Especially, you, you're going to have to have presence in every country you're doing this. You're going to have to have service departments. You're going to have to have expertise on feet on the ground doing this. This isn't just one of these. We've got one factory in Taiwan and they're going to ship from there. We're done. No, no. This is going to be massive. So, yeah, we'll see. We can't even get a foot pod in Australia.
0: So, getting a smart bike work to do there i think uh, nathan this mirror device i mean i think you perhaps more be more familiar with this than others because i think it's only available in the us but it's a hell of a clever piece of kit um and again we don't know whether celeste Burgoyne has been involved in the mirror business or whether lululemon just bought that as a bolt-on and uh, you know they just the people who run it before run it now i don't know but Again, is this a signal? Could, as we to be thinking of a streaming business, a la Peloton?
2: Um, that's a lot of ramp up, is what I'm thinking. I mean, that's who? How far down the road are we talking? You know, but okay, there's a lot of focus on the companion app. It gets a lot of updates. Uh, well, I mean, so and is it easier to do that? You know what I mean? So that's um that's an interesting one. That's for sure. Um, and being able to, the interactivity right in front of you on a device
1: that's like can connect to your bike. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm just looking at it now. Um, my first impression was WTF, how much for just a mirror? And then I scroll down to see what it actually did. That's pretty cool. I, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's definitely outside the square. But then seeing what it actually does, yeah, performing um, the same running motion, the same step motion as somebody on the screen and you mirror them. That's a pretty cool thing. Um, not for me. Um, I'd like a cycling one, um, but, um, or maybe one of the Dancing Llamas or something that would keep me amused. Interesting, interesting.
0: No, we've well, no, we no idea how successful it is. I mean, it, it, as far as I can see, it's not available anywhere else except the US. So, you know, maybe, maybe it's been slow to take off. It's clever, it's definitely clever okay um so if you've not uh, just check it out listeners if, if you've not come across this it's a just search the mirror fitness device I think you'll find it it's uh, it's a very interesting piece of kit okay back to the game uh the tour of Watopia is heading our way double XP and all that hooray and the stats are in for the Tour to Swift. Almost a quarter of a million Zwifters rode at least one stage and over 90,000 completed the entire tour. Uh, those numbers are roughly double the numbers of the 2020 tour and confirms once again, as if we needed further proof that the number of subscriptions has gone through the roof in the past year. Swift are still not and probably won't until their IPO disclose the number of active users. But in that interview from Psychology, Eric Min did say that three million accounts have been created. Um, he also said, as I referred to earlier in the episode, that around a twenty-five percent of the user base has written in a group event. So, have we have we hit the magic million of active users? Uh, here's here's my logic. Um, it's not very good logic, but here it is. A quarter of a million, give or take, rode at least one stage of the Tour de Swift, If we assume that everybody who has ever ridden a group ride, and I mean everybody, rode at least one stage, we could, by some very hillbilly maths, get to a million active users. Um, Pointless speculating, because I don't think we will ever know. Well, not for several years hence, but interesting. Um, all right, more Wes. More Wes is always good. Is the fence fixed? Well, uh, it might not be completely fixed, but it might be better as a result of all those complicated pack dynamics changes. How so? Wes will explain. It's one of my favorite subjects.
4: Um, (laughs) the, The fence itself is based on a lot of these same behaviors where each client gets information about all the other riders near them. And in the situation of the fence, the rider that matters most is that ride leader. So if I'm a game client and I'm riding in a ride with you and you're the ride leader and then there's 30 other people with us, uh, my game client needs to not only know where all the other riders in the ride are so that they can position them properly, it also needs to know where's the ride leader and then where's that ride leader in relation to me because my game client needs to now predict or project the fence on my screen because my fence that I see is not the fence that another rider in the ride sees. The server isn't creating the fence and, and projecting it onto everyone's screen. That's all done based on the client's information that the server sends it about all the objects around it. And for the fence, that object, the most, the most important object is the ride leader. So with the work we're doing to improve how all of the information we're getting to these clients is uh, more robust and uh, more ideal for fine-tuned positioning, the less likely we're gonna have bad information about my position in relation to the ride leader. And that's what typically caused the fence to behave poorly. There was some mismatch in data between the ride leader and a rider, and that rider would be in the correct position in the pack, but for some reason would think the ride leader wasn't near them. And so they would project the fence behind them and get kicked out of a ride. And this will hopefully have a positive impact On those types of situations.
0: So, uh, to be honest, boys, I don't know if I care anymore about the fence. Do you? (laughs) It seems to me to have dropped right down the list of importance. You know, pace partners kind of killed it a bit, really, or killed the need for it. And I think swifters have pretty much learned to live with flyers, even though ride leaders still get annoyed about them. But who cares about them anymore, either? Shane, do we do we need about the do we care about the fence? Do we need the fence anymore?
1: Uh, the fence does serve a purpose, yes, absolutely. Um, for group rides where the ride leader wants to control things, um, it's it's a good tool for that. So hopefully it's fixed and can be used as it was in the past, as a giant bug zapper. Um, but I think you're right about the uh, the pace partners. They've just become popular. That's just the right. If you want to go in the ride, jump on those rides. If you want to break off off the front, that's cool. You can do that. Um, yeah, uh, I do. I do like it being there though. I do like the idea of the fence. It's it's fun to go up there and you know just, just zap the fence every now and then and pull back.
3: I will say this. I think there are particular group ride formats that need a fence. Uh, and I can say that because I lead the Sprintapalooza ride on Friday mornings where we we ride at kind of a, a social pace, but we sprint at sprint points every lap. And the, the thing with a ride like Sprintapalooza is if it gets blown apart and strung out, it, it really doesn't work. You want to be you want to be riding together as a group and stay social, and then you want to sprint together hard, and then you regroup quickly and you ride together. And any time that I've done that without the fence, I lose I lose half my group up the road.
0: Somehow I don't get you. I don't see you as an angry ride leader spamming people with annoyed comments.
3: I'm not. I usually basically once a ride and not even that often well we have the fence now so i don't i don't bother i don't bother too much but uh yeah every every once in a while i'll just make a little comment about the zinners off the front i'll i'll tease them that they're winning this group ride that they're, they're in the breakaway and they're doing great work i like, i mostly just try to have fun that there's no point yeah nobody wants to see an angry ride leader
2: i'm sorry but i want to know what will be done with the fence in the hands of a guy like martin at wtrl Okay, cool. The fence goes off to the back corner somewhere. What's what? Give it to WTRL. Give it to a race organizer and see what they're going to do with it. You know, in a race situation, I would love for that feature to be used for something pretty cool. The magic brain that's happening over there at the WTRL to give game mode enhancement and interaction enhancement. I think it'd be pretty cool to give that feature if it, you know, if it's like, well, what do we do with this now? Now that people want to use it. Well, you could do something totally different with it. You didn't think was, you know, use it for a game mode, you
0: know. Well, I guess if it's in the game, it ought to work. So, yeah, uh, you know, well done. Uh, if if the if the pack dynamics makes it makes it better. Right on. Okay, let's move on to what I think is probably going to be the last item in this episode. A very, very firmly Nathan territory. Uh, although we all have views on it. Um, for reasons that are not ca- completely clear, there has been talk of legal action, but I think that's nonsense for myself. But anyway, um, Zwift transparency is no more. The Facebook page where racers could upload video of themselves weighing in pre-race has vanished. Permanently or not, we don't know. Uh, there are still weight verification procedures available for the very highest profile Zwift races, I think, Nathan, but they in private so there is there is still a way in thing isn't there that
2: yes yes definitely um and 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 private organizers uh you know not in a public space you know if you want to join our events you know or if you want to afterwards qualification, you know, you got on podiums in certain events, you need to send us away in video to make sure like those, those things definitely happen in private spaces. There was, when that was first created, there was a lot of name and shaming going on. It's re- it really died down. The community did a pretty good, did a really, actually a really good job of policing itself in that area, uh, to stop naming and shaming. Another consequence came out that started heading down body dysmorphia issues. And that's a big no, no, right? Like that is not okay to be promoting teaching or, you know, and and we are talking about this being a pathway um, in a lot of ways for opportunity in the racing scene. I mean, that was a been a huge part of the discussion on world as well as uh, this past couple of weeks, for some reason, it's just kind of been coming out of the woodwork Um, and that does not set the right, uh, script, right? Like what kind of movie am I walking into here? What kind of a narrative am I walking into here? And right away, the narrative is like, well, go figure out how skinny you can get, you know? And it's, and that just wasn't, uh, wasn't boding well, I think in a lot of ways. And, and you just don't want to create a space that, um, encourages that, you know, you don't want to create a space that, that is just as a hotbed for allowing, you know anything to just stick on somebody and then people can go and just develop really bad behaviors around this stuff so we got enough of that on instagram modeling dude forget it
0: man i think what you're saying there is it there is a role for something like this but in private you know a public space for this it's just a trouble magnet i think um i think we're better off without it in public shane don't you
1: Oh, look i was i was looking forward to posting my new watts per kilo way in after this gastro and uh, maybe having something hanging out of my pants that everyone sort of s- seems to post up on with the reflection um, and <laughs> tough one very very tough one uh, the game relies on accurate user weight um the game relies on um yeah the validity of that for the integrity of the results <laughs> that can be manipulated very, very easily. Um, there needs to be a way to verify those. Um, people have spoken about having weigh-ins at local bike stores and things. That's too much of an overhead. I don't think it'll ever be solved um, for at-home devices and things like that. But I think we need to realize that you know, the races we're doing, they're all for ourselves. Um, there's nothing on the line, so to speak, um, for the majority of us. And for things we're things really do count such as the world champs there will be proper weigh-ins and things like that um as for the issues around posting um you know yourself and your own weight online um they do need to be addressed people have been humiliated for that or you know feel self-conscious about posting their weight up i mean i'm sure we've all put on a few kilos during corona um, and people, you know, having that there in front of them and others to see that as well, uh, that's a big issue. But, yeah, it, it's, it's one of, uh, I guess, its own creation within Zwift because it does rely on that weight number. Hmm, interesting one. I have no solutions. Um, but It's good that there's not a
0: platform where people are uh, shamed or anything. For the racing community, or indeed anybody who has a serious interest in this really important area, there are a series of three articles on Swift Insider written by uh, Christopher Schwenker, impeccably researched. uh, They suggest they not only analyse the problem extremely ably, but um, Christopher suggests a number of solutions. And I really, really would recommend that you seek those articles out if you have an interest in in this area, they're absolutely first class. Really good journalism.
3: The challenge Zwift has is they have to walk the line between fairness and encouraging dangerous extreme dieting, uh, and that's that's a big challenge. To to their credit, you know, I was in dialogue with them as I was as I was editing that series of of extreme dieting in virtual cycling posts that we did on Swift Insider, and they were. You know, they're open to feedback and they're open. They realise that it's early days, that policies need to evolve uh, and they, they're they open to the conversation. And so, yeah, I think that's important.
0: And to underline the point Eric just made there, actually, um, literally uh, a couple of hours after Eric and I had spoken and recorded that interview, uh, Swift announced changes. And one of the changes was... Uh, Very much along the lines of those suggested by Christopher, which was reducing the weigh in window, uh, shortening it. It it was 24 hours, which a lot of people conceded could lead to um, dangerous behaviour. And that window, that weigh in window, has now been shortened to two hours. So there's definitely action in this area. And uh, I think the Zwift community and the company deserve um, credit for working together on this. Say, boys. That's it. Another one has literally flown by. We should briefly mark a milestone for the ZwiftCast, a million downloads. Thanks very much to everyone who listens and supports us. So, Shane, apart from frequent visits to the small room in the house, which I hope is getting frequent, and apart from struggling to keep up with Von on her e-bike, uh, what's happening with you, fella? Uh, always
1: busy. Always busy and more busy behind the scenes at the moment. We saw last week the... Um speedplay power meter announcement from wahoo so that's a new product now they announced the speedplay power meter but didn't launch it just yet but i have one here they're getting the data from the llama lab testing that i've been doing um, some outdoor rides so a lot of outdoor rides with that and as always a teaser something big is coming next week so you'll have to subscribe and wait
0: yeah in that space, in that space there is you know without i'm not going to uh, to i'm not going to solicit you to be too specific and breach Complex. if you're a cyclist if you're a
1: cyclist you will want to know about this product for sure if you're a cyclist i won't say what space it's in it could be anything but if you're a cyclist you'll want to know big release um what do i call it a game changer i think i will there's going to be a game changer next week look out
0: interesting i think not only if you're a cyclist but also if you're a thrifter. actually i think both cyclists and thrifters who are usually one of the same, but, you know, there are perhaps people who are just Swifters. Uh, they'll be interested in this too, I think. Nathan, um, I've been meaning, it's been on my list of, like, stuff to cover on uh, my list I keep of these things for the next episode to do WTRL because, you know, the success is just immense of that. And I will do a wrap-up, actually, probably in the in the next episode. But, again, I guess that uh, both riding it and commentating on it is, uh, has been your focus, really.
2: Yeah, there's that. We're looking forward to the release on April 6th of Season 3 of the Zwift Racing League. So uh, we're ramping up toward that. Uh, there's some other, like Shane said, it's kind of that time of year where there's other projects in the cooker. You know, uh, we're heading out out of the Zwift season, although there was a recent article that was like, no, (laughs) we might have Zwift season all year long now. And so, uh, but, um, you know, we're, we're kind of just coming off of one of those, like, kind of hype Zwift times, you know, and, and going into maybe another Australia is also on the mind, obviously with going into your winter down there, Shane. So uh, there, there's a lot uh, in the background. There's also some workout stuff being talked about and maybe focusing on some other uh, user groups as well, besides just the racing focus.
0: But I'd actually like to see you do some workout content because I have a newfound interest in, in, in working out because the, for the very first time in my entire Zwift career I'm doing a training plan. I'm doing a proper training plan, and I'm actually sticking to it. And it's called Build Me Up, and it is really, really, really hard. It's too hard. I like a lot is your FTP, right? Have you
2: have you like just had a little bit too much ego on the reality of where that FTP is at? No, 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 man,
0: I have, <laughs> I have adjusted it down to reflect my current appalling state of lockdown fitness. <laughs> uh uh it's a it's a reasonable ftp i didn't do a test because i hate those things but i i know what my i know where it's sitting i know where it is wait so
2: between the three of us who has the tron bike who's fit like wait a second are we learning something here about the amount of swifting that simon really does (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well you know i've i've never been one for these like marathon sessions i like a nice short <clears throat>
2: session. oh so you didn't do the uber pretzel or the prl
0: of london this oh, past i have not sitting on a I've not seen on a trainer for a day <laughs>
2: we we did prl full last week the week saturday for the badge hunt these badge hunter series are so awesome i don't
3: know why so many people are are showing up i don't know if it's because i have a, a good platform to to get the word out about the events or, or just the appeal of doing you know, a, a double draft event on a really challenging route. I've been, I'm, I've been over the moon in terms of the, uh, the success of them all. It's, it's been super cool to hang out with all the writers, especially on Discord. We've been on Discord voice chat, just chatting away. Time flies by when you've got people to, uh, to joke around with for sure.
2: And essentially it just became this gigantic conga line of box hill over and over 11 times guys it was that was quite the quite the effort yeah it was intense
1: oh yeah no nah. I've got better things to do yeah at the moment
0: yeah mm. what's
2: your what's your FTP what's your FTP right now you got better things to do
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah go, go get the e-bike yeah I gotcha go get the e-bike
0: <laughs> anyway, listen build me up it's hard take it from me it's hard. does it have an e-bike but built I'm-
2: in I mean you could just <laughs> 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 well, out of the three of us i was like e-bike what e-bike pierre london 11 times anyways build me up build me up I, i'm trying to build you up now i'll, I'll change the conversation we're going to build up simon everybody come on it's really hard i
0: don't mind the work intervals as long as they're like punctuated and separated by you know relatively long rest intervals okay but what you doing when you're doing it in an entire session the work the work to rest work to you know to recovery is like Two to one. Half what?
2: time. Yeah, half time, all of them. Yeah. Oh, that's a good session. That's a good
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> too hard. It's too hard for me anyway. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I've got a one hour 45 session. That's a marathon for me. That's scheduled, and will be done after I've finished editing this. So stop talking, and that means I'll have less to edit and I can go away and do my duty and um, pay homage. To Shane Bloody Gaffney, as I call him. Uh, <laughs> nice to hear from you, boys. Um, uh, thank you very much for your time and support. Oh, Cheers, thanks, guys. Cheers. time. Goodbye.
2: See you, guys. Cheers.
0: As ever, we are very grateful for the support we get from Swift. But just the usual reminder: we decide what goes in the podcast not swift thanks for listening bye